Well, guys, it's been 100 episodes, and it's time to celebrate, and it's time to take a look backwards and see how far we've come and what we've learned. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you, my friends, for being here for my 100th episode. It's actually much more than 100 episodes because I keep doing Badass Unscripted. And in the early days, I think I called them inspirations or musings or insights or something like that. But the point is, official numbered episodes, we've just hit number 100. And it started just about two and a half years ago, something like in January or February of 2017. And you guys have been jumping on at a record pace and supporting the show and supporting the movement. And I have to say one more time that this exists for you and that I know who you are, even though now there's quite a lot of you. I think we're in 80 plus countries at this point around the world. And I'm so seriously grateful for the presence of each and every one of you. And every time I sit down in front of the mic to record something, I can picture you sitting there listening. And that's what keeps me moving and keeps me trying to add things that are valuable to you, or at least entertaining to you, so that you'll stick with me, that you'll learn some of what we're trying to talk about and spread here in the community, and that you'll invite your friends to join the party. All right, well, listen, let's do our initial meditation, right? Let's remember why we're here to create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a unique and powerful force in this industry. Remember, if this helps you, tell your friends. Don't forget to check out my daily Agile Inspirations for Leaders by subscribing to my email list. You get a preview of next week's post and you get a free video to help you line up your week with strength and focus. We shoot it straight to your inbox. You can also submit your coaching or leadership questions. You can do it all at badassagile.com. All right, guys, 100 episodes. What have we noticed? What did we learn? Well, if I go back and listen to some of the old episodes, you know, I really didn't know what I was doing. I really still don't know what I'm doing, but I'm just a little bit better now than I was before. And I'm better because I tried things, I learned from them, I adjusted, and I tried again. So I think the proper focus for our 100th episode is how can the things that I've learned about doing this podcast and engaging with my teams professionally and personally, how can those things benefit the tribe? Well, that's the first observation. Let's think about how far we've come. This show has grown at an exponential rate. The number of listeners and downloads I had in the first 15 months, we now get every six or seven weeks. That is massive. And that growth has been intentional and experimental. I've tried tons of different things to try to figure out what could help spread the word and what would be valuable to different kinds of listeners. And what's happened is that we've created this really unique tribe of people, people who truly believe that the practice doesn't matter so much as the intention of the practice and the true spirit of visionary and service-based leadership that we're creating. 
And what I found is that the people who listen to the show are people who are interested in becoming bigger and better people, more powerful and effective leaders that want to create more humane and happy workspaces by introducing simple procedures and philosophies of working that reduce the waste and frustration associated with typical ways of working and thinking. Now, in my mind, that's a movement. So this show is not about educating people and how to be better agilists, but it's about changing the world from our little unique special corner, one person at a time. And that's the part that I'm truly grateful for. It's not the listenership so much as it is the building of that elite, unique brother and sisterhood that's trying to make the world a cooler, more badass place to live in. Now, jumping back to 2017, and in fact, I was just reading through some of my journals from 2016, where I was sitting there every day saying, I got to make that episode. I got to make that podcast. I got to get this going. I got to get started. My problem was, not surprisingly, that I didn't know what to make it about. How is it going to make it something that people would want to listen to? How is it going to make it something that created value so that people would download it, check out the ideas, and put them into practice? And the answer was, I didn't know. All I knew is that I wanted to create an elite tribe of leaders. So I wanted to create people that were the 2%, those people who were willing to do what the 98% were not willing to do through consistent, disciplined, gritty action to make change in the modern work world. Agile was really just a vehicle. What I wanted was a bunch of superheroes, a collegial unit of Dirty Harrys and Wonder Women who are out there spreading the belief system around this kind of leadership through consistent, courageous action, just to see what we could accomplish, basically. And the only thing I had going for me was a burning love of audio, number one. Number two, a burning desire to make that happen. And it was so bad and so bright that I could simply not wait any longer. And there was no amount of research or listening or comparing myself to other people that was going to help. I simply had to leap. So the number one lesson I learned through doing 100 episodes of the Badass Agile podcast is whatever it is you want to do in this world, just go. Knowing how to do it perfectly, knowing how to do it properly, doesn't matter and is not necessary. What will get you from 1,000 listens a year to 1,000 listens a month is consistency. Showing up every day. Too many people put podcasts out and after eight weeks, they quit. Well, friends, I'm here to tell you that that's what separates the little kids from the big kids. Most of the change in real return from this podcast came entirely from my ability to stick it out for two years. In fact, most of the change happened after the first 18 months. Now, it's not just the consistency of production that matters. It is the consistency of improvement through experimentation. What I mean by that is once you get going with something, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a business you're trying to run, you need to automate and simplify as many things as you can. So for podcasting, I have a consistent setup that I can just run to, turn on, and it's ready to go. I have templates in Logic with all of my favorite plugins and settings all ready to go. I have all of the music lined up and set so that it's easy to drop in the narration and just do a couple of checks and rip it. But more than that, it's my creative process, which I'll do an episode on exclusively in the next few weeks. So how I write, how I groom, how I refine, how I generate ideas in the car, how I generate ideas while I'm camping, 
how I make time for the creative process, and what are the five things that I do before every recording session to help guarantee success. I also have processes for once it's been produced, how to get it out there on social media, how to track my numbers. All of those things I have learned how to do, and I've taken the learning so that I can simplify and automate those processes. Why? So I can spend the really important brain power on writing the best episodes I can, on learning about my audience and my industry so that I can continually increase the amount of value that I deliver. So the, the second lesson that I've learned is that not only is consistency the most important attribute, but so is the automation and simplification that allows you to be consistent at the thing that matters most, which is continuously leveling up. Now, everything we've talked about so far applies equally to whether you're just being an agile coach, a scrum master, a developer on a team, a tester, or as an agile podcaster. But let's talk about things that are a little more universal that I've learned. Number one, never ask for permission. To me, that means be who you are. It is your unique voice that makes you valuable. Do you understand that? It's not the the things you do. It's not even the techniques that you become perfect at. It is your unique voice and offering to the world that makes you stand out amidst your competition. Lots of people out there make barbecues. Lots of people out there make cars. Lots of people out there make smartphones or stereos, but there are only a handful that are considered the best in the world. And if you want to be considered the best, the first thing you need to do is figure out what your distinction is. What is it that you will do better than everybody else? So for me, when I was creating the podcast, I had a sense that everyone else could talk about scrum technique. I was more interested in talking about the leadership values and principles. And it wasn't because my idea was better, but because it filled a gap in the marketplace. My content was going to be unique yet complementary to every other existing offering out there. But in order to do that, you have to have courage. The courage to not be swayed by what other people tell you or say about you. One thing you have to realize about other people's opinions is that they're exactly that. Somebody else's. Nobody is more interested in creating your best self or your highest level of fulfillment and satisfaction than you are, period. So while feedback is useful for refining and correcting your game, Other people's ideas about who you should be or what your true voice is or your true value to the world, that can only come from one place. So you have to have or develop a strong compass. The easiest way to do that is to realize that you will never satisfy everybody. But the people who will be your greatest fans and followers need you and they'll find you and they want exactly that unique thing that only you can do. If you stick to that, if you create that authentic sense of self that asks for forgiveness rather than permission, the people who do find you will stick with you for life. Why? Because you're authentic and you're courageous. And that's really what we want in our leaders. And there's one other side benefit that I've spoken of before. Your real currency in the agile world is not your ability to do the practice to perfection because what happens if the practice changes? What happens if Agile falls out of favor and is replaced by something else? Your currency, at least in a commercial sense, has everything to do with the unique values and voice that you bring to the equation. And if you do that well, you can apply that 
to no matter what may come up in the future. It doesn't have to be Agile or Scrum. Smarter people than me have said this many times before. You have to be an original. You have to be somebody so unique that they not only can't live without whatever it is you offer, but there's only one way to get it. Here's another thing I learned. Never value knowledge and or perfection. The more you try to hide things that you know or know how to do and keep them secret, and the more that you value perfection before you release things, the more time and energy you spend trying to protect things that were never really yours to take in the first place. Nobody wants you to be perfect, but they do want you to produce and deliver. Furthermore, nobody expects you to know everything. And finally, the one thing that you have to realize is that what sets you apart from everybody else, once again, is your consistency of action and your consistency of improvement. The things that you know are things that are easy to look up, research, ask other people about, or model other people who've done it before. There's not a whole lot really new under the sun regarding productivity, success, or effectiveness. So the information that you give away as a coach or as a podcaster isn't what's really valuable. So give away your best stuff for free. If you're holding back your best information behind a paywall or an invoice, you're making a mistake. The more you give away for free, the more people come to value the thing that you offer that nobody else can, which is once again, your unique voice and value. Another thing that really helped me is trying to figure out what people want and figuring out a way to give it to them. It's in this process of making the show and developing my coaching practice as I was making the show, that I learned that what makes people into true believers, supporters, and willing actors in your vision are the true desires of their hearts, not their minds. People don't buy things based on logic and reason, they buy it based on emotions. So find out what makes people sad, makes people happy, makes people angry, what makes people envious, what makes them bitter, what makes them joyful, what makes them proud, and figure out how to orient what you do to give them more of what they want and less of what they don't. Once you learn how to do that and start to master that craft, it becomes much easier to sell any product, service, or idea. And at the end of the day, we are all salespeople, aren't we? That's what true influence is all about. And finally, if I had one piece of advice from you that I can take away from these past 100 episodes is to continually, every single day, ask yourself the following question. What is the one thing that I can do today to get just a little bit better at blank? And that blank can be your business, it can be your influence, it could be your confidence, it could be playing the drums, or it could be running retrospectives. But the point is, whether you have just one thing you want to get better at, or one thing in a bunch of different areas that you want to get better at, You have to start every day asking yourself, what is the one thing that I can do that will make me just a little bit better than I was yesterday? And make sure at some point during the day that you go and do that thing. For this reason, those things should be very small, 10-minute to one-hour chunks of effort. Because if you have 15 things you're trying to get better at, first of all, that's too much. But there's only so many hours in a day. But it's when we fail to ask that question of ourselves that we get comfortable, we get lazy, and the competition goes right past you. So it might be spending 10 minutes reading an article related to your craft. It could be 20 minutes reading a book. It could be 15 minutes spent with a mentor. 
It could be half an hour lifting weights or going for a run, whatever it is that you need to do to get just a little bit better. And by the way, it usually involves challenging yourself just a hair, not trying to go 40 miles an hour to 100 miles an hour, but just going from 40 to 41. Those small, incremental, but consistent improvements day in and day out start with the question, what's the one thing I can get better at today? If you do that, two things happen. Number one, it's much harder for your competition to outrun you. Number two, you make things interesting for your clients and your followers. Because deep down, we all love to be part of that journey towards victory. Everyone loves a championship story. And here's a bonus for you. The last thing that I learned that is so, so important is staying humble. So I'm going to repeat it again. This show couldn't have happened without each and every one of you. Listeners, past and present, casual and devoted, people who write in and the people who don't. I love each and every one of you, and I can think of no better way to say that, but it is serving you that makes my life worthwhile. You are my picture of the world and how it's better because I lived in it. So thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I'm looking forward to the next 100 episodes and to seeing what happens next. Friends, one more time, thank you for listening these past 100 plus episodes. You can reach out to me at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. And I'll see you in episode 101. <laughs>